John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast. I'll do the theme song. This is the Jim Jeffrey Show. It's different from other shows because it has a different name. We actually have the theme song in is front it, of that. You know that? Is there a theme the song? Th- no, we have the theme song from the show, and then you sing whatever that is. Every oh, dun 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 dun. Um, so any, those were the actual lyrics to that song to that music. I just make up a different song every week, man. <laughs> we should introduce our guest. Yeah. Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> Fluffy. I, I, I probably should have waited for the intro. <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, we're, we're, we're not, this is not our strong suit intros on this show, by the way, sometimes, but thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, in case you don't know Gabriel, you've been living under a rock. Biggest comedian in the world. Would you say that you're, like, you've got to be the biggest selling comedian in the world right now? I think behind Kevin. Ah, fuck Kevin. Fuck, <laughs> oh, you're bigger than Kevin. So. I should advertise uh, the shows that I have coming up. Uh, April 8th. Uh, April. April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the month of April. Uh, May 18th, Centennial Hall in London, Ontario, uh, Canada, which is where I'm going to be on Friday. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, May 19th, first Ontario Concert Hall in Hamilton, Canada, which is good because I can drive between the two cities. So I love that. Uh, Clusterfest Comedy and Music Festival, June 1st to June 3rd in San Francisco. Now, I think I'm only performing on one of those days, but I'm going to hang out and just fucking see the other comics and stuff because it sounds like it's a good time. You're going to be performing on June 2nd. Yeah, well, but the thing is you buy a ticket for all the comics and then people are just going to wander around going into things. I don't know if these shows will be good. It's like Amy Schumer's show gets out and then her audience walks into mine and then I'm just saying cunt a lot. <laughs> doesn't she say cunt a lot? I think she does yeah. too Yeah, but she doesn't say it with an Australian accent It's super offensive when she says it uh, Get tickets uh, on jimjeffries.com Have you, uh, you guys got anything you want to plug before we start? Uh, uh, those cookies were good mm. <laughs> We had a, fork a big, and pie again, man A big shout out to them oh, What's the name of the co- uh, a fork, uh, fork and pie Now, see, the thing is We're going to start doing advertising on the show yeah, But there's certain things Certain yeah. things I just advertise for free Fork and pie, Aussie pies And Imodium Imodium's never let me down <laughs> I, I, Imodium never has to give me money Every time I've shit myself Imodium's always been there for me <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Imodium, for all the good that you give to the world. I love that you combined the two. Yeah, it's fucking pies and Imodium. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. You actually get the Imodium pie just to finish it off. It's in the cookie. They should just mix it in the cookie. Yeah, I'll just put it right on the top. Yeah. Just a little pill right on top. Was that your first time, your first meat pie experience? I know you've, been, you've toured no, Australia. No, 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 no. I've, I've uh, visited uh, Pie Face in Australia. Of course. Pie, there's, there's, a couple awesome. of, there's a couple of Pie Faces in New, New York. York. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They did an Apprentice episode where they had to make pies for Pie Face. I watched that back before I knew that Donald Trump was an evil person. I used to. I used to enjoy him as a television star. <laughs> I used to think this seems like a reasonable fellow who's who, who's firing. You know, fucking Arsenio, Arsenio yeah. Hall, yeah, right. and telling that the, the who's the blonde bird who. The, 
What? Um, you know the one that just got caught? She was on. Oh, was yeah, um, she was horrible on the Celebrity Apprentice, but then she was like sexy. And, but, but, Audrey O'Day. Donnie Jew. Yeah. He. <laughs> Give her the pie. I didn't want to say Donnie Jew. Like, I know they're not Jewish. I was just trying to say Donnie Jr. And then I just halted on the word. And then I was like, Donnie Jew. That's not what I was trying to say. So, to all the Jewish people called Donald, my sincere apologies. Um, so, let's talk about Forrest. Do you want to say anything? You introduce yourself. I'm Forrest. How you doing? It's me. Um, thanks for all the bad uh, comments you guys gave me on the internet the last couple of weeks. Really appreciate it. What nice. do you say to me when I read bad comments about myself, Forrest? Yeah, but you don't listen to me. I say don't write. I say don't read them. You say don't read them. But now, where, where are you at? Why? Where are you at? You're reading I've, the bad comments I've about yourself. Bad comments before. It just feel like uh, it was about my voice, and that's usually the one thing people say they like is the sound of my voice, and people are like, it's terrible. And then somebody else said something nasty. But then somebody <laughs> the, something the, pr- the problem with your voice is if people are listening in their car, they assume one of their speakers are broken. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's that? What's that growly crackle? <laughs> I just got this thing put in my car. Yeah. But uh, now overall, I think it's been positive. But I, I, the only thing I'll say is, uh, is, yeah, just keep thanks for all the follows and the nice comments. About poor decisions, my special that's out on Amazon and iTunes. Please watch it. If you Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel, what do you got coming up? Uh, <laughs> let's see. What's what's coming up? I, uh, World I just... domination. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched your episode of Tank the other day. Oh, you got a fish what tank? I, yeah. They, you got you a know, fish the, tank. Guys... You got to put in like a fucking yeah, uh, a Volkswagen. Show. And where where's the, 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 the fish tank guys uh, from uh, ATM? You know they got the show tanked. They built me uh, two fish tanks out of a Volkswagen bus. They cut a bus in half and they split them apart, and then they made them into fish tanks. Yeah. So one of them's like a shark tank, and the other one's like a tropical fish. And it's at your house. Or the fish? Yeah. No, it's in his warehouse well, gotta, where he keeps his merch. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 They've offered to make me a fish tank. I just don't know what to do. I watched your episode. It was so cool. It was in a, like a Volkswagen van. And then I'll be like, where are you going to put a fish tank in my house? It's just like, He's got a new house, though. Oh, a new house, but I was like, what am I going to do? Put it in my son's you should, room? You should do an episode where you just want a really plain fish tank. They want to do like something really extraordinary. Like, no, nah, I just want like a square. Yeah, I'd like a, like on a, on I'd a, like a rectangular yeah. thing. But well, 10 gallon. A, what's, your fa- what's your favorite a, alcohol? A your fish alive. Jim's, what's your favorite What's your, what's your favorite? I like alcohol? the tequila now and the beer. Well, if you have a particular type of bottle, they can put a, make a gigantic version of that bottle and then put the fish in the tank in your living room Ooh, or wherever it is I that you, know, you like to yeah, have. Yeah, but that's pep. like a thing that eventually I want to give up in my life. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol <laughs> it, it, fish it's, it's like if Tank goes, we're going to make a fish tank out of a prostitute for you. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, it's not something it's I'm nice proud now, of. But <laughs> it's like something I, I, something I like, but I don't know if this is a thing that I want to have on a daily basis. Um, so, did you like the, the, all your fish alive? No, no. It, it, it's one of those, <laughs> and, I, and I felt bad because they were beautiful, and the episode looked amazing. But yeah, day two, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a real twisted version of Finding Nemo. You know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like Pit My Ride. But those fish tacos yeah. are good, right? All those, all those cars on Pit My Ride, like a month later, are just shit. They haven't washed it or detailed or anything. There's just like food. It's the same thing. Right? Any, you have to any, get anytime you rush production on something like that, especially with you know. Uh, Marine life is very delicate, so to get the uh, yeah. pH balance in the fish tank just right, you don't just do that in a day. It takes a while. To you you don't know this, but Forrest used to be a marine biologist. I did. So yeah. then you know what I'm talking about. I do know pH balance for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it's not just shampoo. <laughs> no, yeah, especially, especially if it's a saltwater tank. It was a saltwater salt tank. Saltwater tank. Yeah, those are impossible. Those are I, I always impossible watch these shows. Like there's one in Britain yeah. called 24 Hour Makeover, where they send in builders 
and they redo your entire house in 24 hours and they're trying to brag about that. And I always think to myself, I don't want that. Yeah. Can I have like a nice three-week makeover? Like who wants a 24-hour like yeah, and every like the wiring. last 10 minutes is always like some cunt putting up wallpaper and he's like, I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, You know the whole place is falling to bits. Yeah, 24-hour bridge. They should have that show. They build a bridge in 24 hours, then you have to drive a car across and it collapses. That'd be a fun show for everybody. Have you been to Tel Aviv? We did. We went together. There was no bridges there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it's like it's like twenty-four hour bridge. It's like that town, man. That town is like a hundred years old, and it's falling. You hate Tel Aviv. It, no, I don't hate Tel Aviv. The people, the people are very nice, but but it's it's the town is falling to fucking bits, right? It's falling to bits, and then there's a town next to it that's three thousand years old that's doing great. Looks yeah. perfect. Yeah, Jerusalem. Yeah, it looks a lot better. Yeah, does. yeah, but yeah. like, but you got it. You got a town that's like a hundred years old, and they fucking. And you know what? Look, look. I, it's just. Let's be honest. It's it's a it's a city filled with Jewish people, and I love the Jewish people, but the, the you know they don't work in the construction. They're not handy. You've never you never gone <laughs> you never gone. I need a plumber, and a Jewish guy showed up. It just. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like for them to build a whole city, how how on earth do we think this was ever going to work out tops? <laughs> All right, so that's that's me out of every Spielberg movie. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that's what happened to uh, that uh, Megan Fox. Anyway, so um, <laughs> you sounded like an old man when you said <laughs> that, that happened. That uh, Megan Fox. Uh, Megan Fox. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I've never told this story. I got a Megan Fox story. I have a Megan Fox story. Really? About about eight or nine years ago, and it's sort of the peak when she just did her first like Transformers or something. I got booked to do Captain Brian's. Captain oh, Brian's. Yeah. I did that with you. Oh wow! Comedy club in uh, Marco uh, Island. Marco Island. Marco yeah. Island, the Florida Keys. There's a comedy club which is 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 it seven. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. The it food was, cool. was great. Well, Amazing food. I, were you there when they had the jet skis and all that stuff? They used to be able to like go out on jet skis and and then they. Is that what you're talking about or no? No, it's like, the same. It's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Captain yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian. Yeah, 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 but he did request that you called him Captain Brian. Yes. And he was just a guy that was the same fucking age as my as me who used to own a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like because I've wanked a few times. It should be called Sex Expert Jim. I think he owned the boat when I went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, and so it's like, hey, Brian. And he'd be like, Captain Brian. It was like the episode of Seinfeld where you had to call the guy Maestro. Right? So it was that weird thing. You had to call the guy Captain Brian. His parents were there and everything. And it was great. They had these stuffed shrimp. They had crab and stuff. And I fucking loved it. Anyway, so I go there. I enjoyed doing the gig and everything. But one time I went down there to do the show, and it was Thanksgiving weekend, which obviously is an Australian who had been in the country for about six months meant fucking nothing to me. But I, I went down to do a Thanksgiving weekend at Captain Brian's uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club. Off the Hook Comedy That's Club. That's it. <coughs> With a Ford. picture of an actual hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, exactly. And there was nothing on the hook, so it was accurate. He's loving the advertising. Anyway, so. <laughs> So what happened was I went down there. There was only 40 people in this fish restaurant. I was performing. I was like, oh, fuck this, man. This is going horribly. And I think, was that the one where I just took a piss break or a cigarette break? I was with you. That was like when we first met. Almost. That was like a long time. And so you these people, it was the second show and it wasn't a lot of people. It might have been a little less than that. You're just kind of starting to come to America and people didn't know you. And people had driven from all over Florida to come see you. You're like, I'm going to do the show. So maybe, it, let's say it was like 20 people or something. 
And in the middle, you got down and you were like walking through the crowd talking to me like, hey, do you guys want to smoke a cigarette? And they're like, sure. And they all went outside and everybody smoked a cigarette. You in the took the inside. Yeah, I took the audience outside. outside. I chatted to them a yeah. bit. And then I and said, the, do you want to go in and finish the show? And they're yeah. like, sure, Jim. And, and then, we all went back in. And, then you, awesome. and then you said, Forrest, get a pad, take a drink order. I got everybody's drink order and I got them. But was, the this, was this the same Megan Fox night? Yeah, yeah, it was the same weekend, but not the night. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so, the, so the next night, fucking, I'm, I'm there. I'm on stage. There's an attractive woman. She's wearing a baseball cap, and she's very pretty. And it was Megan Fox, right? Megan Fox comes from that part of the world, and she was there for Thanksgiving, and she was there with Brian Austin Green. This is before they wow. had. This is before they had kids and all that type of stuff. So anyway, I'm sitting there chatting to the audience and everything, and afterwards. Um, I'm outside and Brian Austin Green walks up and says, hey, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, wow, you're Brian Austin Green. And, uh, and then I started, <laughs> I started chatting and the Megan Fox walked up and then Megan Fox's sister, who incidentally still hot, but not Megan Fox, right? You can't, you do what you got in this world. It's almost Megan and Fox. And then there was a guy, her husband, Megan Fox's sister's husband was a guy in construction and his whole world revolved around, I fuck Megan Fox's sister. Like he could have, <laughs> like, like if he could have just yelled that out every five seconds, that would have been his fucking happy place. Right? So I'm chatting to. Megan Fox I'm chatting to Brian Austin Green well, and then we start drinking in the bar next door there's no one in this there's a little courtyard there's maybe 50 people in the courtyard but soon news gets out and people just show up from nowhere so all of a sudden like 150 people just show up and they're just sort of staring and see this is the peak of her they're staring at Megan Fox and me and Brian Austin Green having a drink and then everyone comes up now in Megan's defense everyone came up and said can I have a photo now she was dressed in sweats she had a baseball cap on her whole image is being like the hottest chick on earth so she didn't want to take photos she goes look I'm not taking photos with anybody I'll sign an autograph you like she was very polite she said I'm not going to take a photo I'll sign we kept drinking 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 I'm not going to take photos anyway about an hour and a half in this big fat guy who looked like the uh, comic book guy from The Simpsons, right? <laughs> he walks up to the table and he goes, can I have a photo? And she goes, I don't take photos. And then before she could stop talking, he goes, I've been a big fan of yours for Jim, a big fan of yours, Jim, for years. I've been following you since you were in the UK. And I went, of course, I do take photos, right? <laughs> so, so I took a photo with this guy and he didn't even notice, but Megan Fox took the photo. <laughs> He handed the camera to her. He, handed, he was so fucking starstruck by me. He handed the phone, camera to Megan Fox. He's like, thanks for this. <laughs> nice sweats. <laughs> yeah, nice sweats. Nice. But anyway, Megan, if you, how's the marriage going? Reach out to me. Um, so let's talk about the. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> Is that the best come on you've heard for a while? It's like, how you going, just Megan? Just uh... now, 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 Fluffy, did you see the show? Did you come to the show today? Yeah, yeah, I love the show. And you know what? Uh, you know a show is is funny, and you know the writing is good when you can laugh at it the second time. Because I saw you flub a couple times, and you redo it, and it was still just as. as oh, funny. thank you. It's it's I'm not saying that you're out there making mistakes. I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm, that you, was you got that was writing on the show. That may have been one of my best reads. Like normally, it takes like five retakes. I think I had about two or three pickups, so it was actually pretty good. They the doctor says I'm reading at a five grade level. Yeah, well, that was even the wrong way to say that, but okay. <laughs> you mean fifth grade level? <laughs> Back to four grade yeah. level for you. <laughs> A five grade level. Fifth, fifth grade. 
we shot differently in Australia. Yeah, no, you and, don't. I've been to Australia. Don't say everything. And I'm super offended. Is that always his go-to? Like, if he messes something up, well, that's how we say it. Anyway, so on the show, we'll talk about what happened on the show today. Our first, oh, fuck, I can't remember. Jack, get me a drink. I can tell um, you what happened. But, it's on the sheet underneath that sheet where right Where is there. Jack? I don't know. Fucking graduated from college. It's, and now it's he's, on the Jack, sheet. That, it's is, on the sheet underneath And that now he's there. fucking super lazy. But first, in case you didn't notice, our title sequence every week we have like, uh, I wouldn't say Easter eggs because it's in your face, but we change our title sequences every week, kind of put a couple things that are happening in the news. And one of the things was Giuliani sticking his foot in his mouth because he's been a complete and utter dick. Yeah, but if you look at the footage, the foot is massive. It's a big foot. The foot's yeah. bigger than his head. Who knew that Giuliani had such a massive foot? Yeah, and I guess a big dick on too. That's the whole thing, right? What? What? Oh, in Australia, that's how. That's what they say in Australia. Yeah, I didn't think that was very pleasant. <laughs> Talking about Giuliani's dick, maybe that's how he stopped all the crime. Big foot, big dick. Come on, guys. And then there was an uh, Iran <laughs> missile. What did the Iran missile change into? Uh, it changed. I think it was South Korea. It was like, I mean, sorry, South Korea. Where's North Korea, Jack? North Korea, and then it changed to Iran because that's who we're... Uh... So we talked about torture. Is, is, Jack, we, is Jack a person or the drink? Uh, Jack. Oh, it's okay. Jack. Jack's assistant. It's, it's Jack's assistant. When I hang out at the bars, I just <laughs> yell tequila, and then it would show up. You just downgraded Luis to Jack's assistant. <laughs> you want the same thing? Yes, I do, but I don't want Jack to deliver it. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I like about Jake is he just graduated college like last week and he's still getting me drinks. Oh, all that schooling paid off. Anyway, so we talked about... Our first act, torture. Torture. Now, now I think John Oliver maybe done something on torture maybe eight or nine months ago. I think where... he's done a couple of things on it, but I mean, it's I mean it's unavoidable to not to talk about some of the same topics. But uh... no, no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just we didn't do any of the same jokes. But so what's different is Gina Haspel is being confirmed by the Senate Intelligence Committee to be the head of the CIA, the first woman to be the head of the CIA. And so during these hearings, like things were coming out that there was like a covert detention site in Thailand where there was terrorism suspects that were waterboarded that she when she was in charge of it. So there's been a lot of talk about torture during our confirmation hearing. So that was pretty much our piece on like whether torture works or doesn't work. And the, didn't the, she say that she wasn't going to do it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, yeah. done it in the past and now she's like, I'm not going to do it in the future. I went to Tortures Anonymous and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> She, she's actually she's actually wearing a torture patch yeah. to uh, that tortures her arm a little bit. Every, so every she year she's gonna get a chip. <laughs> yeah, what does what does a torture chip look like? Like a little pair of pliers. Yeah, you get a needle nose pliers the first year, and then you get a car battery, little miniature car battery the second year. So, so many other shows have done things on torture, and they've always taken the attitude that torture never works under no circumstances. Torture doesn't work. And me personally, I don't agree with torture. I don't think we should torture people. I think it's uh, not a good move. If you watch a lot of 24, you see a lot of results happen there. But they always play it in like yeah. 24, like it's television. You got to torture someone because you need the information in five seconds it's like a lot of the people we're torturing it's like information we need for three months time so just torture them a little bit just like uh you know like mail them a pizza that they didn't ask for and uh say things about their wives anyway so so what happened was i i do i do think that uh we shouldn't torture but i'm not of the opinion that torture never works it has to work has sometimes to work. anytime i was lying my mom would pinch the hell out of the back of my arm i was like no this is what happened sometimes like, no. 
It's worked yeah. on me. We said it in the piece. It has worked on me. My brother would hold me down and tickle me till I pissed my pants, and then I would just piss my pants because I thought this was an easier way to get out of it. Of course it's worked. I was in a relationship recently with a girl for over a year who tortured the fuck out of me. Yeah. What, what, well, what information did she get out of you? Um, that's true. I didn't give any information. <laughs> I just felt the constant pain. No, did you tell your lover? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah well, there you go. Yeah. That's some information right Sometimes. there. That, that's your feelings. Yeah, you yeah, up. yeah. She tortured Made me. Made you with, vulnerable. Tortured me with feelings, yeah. Have you recovered from the torture yet? No. That relationship? No, I'm not, I'm not recovered. Yeah. Anyway, so what, so, <laughs> so what, what happens is I'm of the opinion that torture works a little bit. That torture isn't... Uh, I, but overall... But overall, overall, the conclusion is that it hasn't worked so many times that mathematically it isn't the right thing to do. We wrote a funny little joke about the whole idea that if in 1889 you could have killed all the babies well, that, in Germany. Yeah, that, was, mean, that was the year that Hitler the was point, born. The point made before that was like if you could torture one person out of 100, if you got information out of one person That's by torturing safe. 100 people... Is that worth it? And you made the analogy of this. Just to- My analogy was this. is like if, if, if in 1889, the year that Hitler was born, you could go into Germany and kill the 1.75 million babies that were born in Germany at that time. If you did that, would that save the 50 million people who died in World War II? And our answer was no, because Hitler was born in Austria. Yeah, which is a great. <laughs> it's a great joke because it's uh, because it's it makes the point of the piece, too, like. You would be like, yeah, I kill all those babies, and he'd be like, well, wrong. He wasn't even there, so you just fucking killed 1.7 million babies, and and it, uh, and you didn't even get to the point they were trying to do. There's some that we fluffy. You're not drinking. I've never seen you sober. Uh, yeah, no kidding, right? I've been I've been uh, I've been sober since November 20th of 2016. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. You packed it in. Oh, I had to, bro. Why? <laughs> you as a as a, a entertainer and as a drinker should yes. understand that from time to time you might get carried away. Yeah, it's you know what it is. I don't believe I'd have an alcohol problem. The <laughs> correct way to put it. Yeah, okay. It's it's a problem in our society in our in our business that what happens is um, so I don't think I'd be a full blown alcoholic if I was an accountant because I wouldn't be showing up to work all day with a full bar. And like people encouraging me to drink and all that type of stuff. I think it's very difficult in our industry. If people always want to buy you drinks. Everyone wants to buy you drinks. Everyone wants to have a fucked up Send photo. Send a shot. Yeah. And wasn't it better when you were just a little bit famous? When you were a little bit famous, oh, God, yes. getting wasted was great because a photo didn't matter and all that type of stuff. But when then there when was nothing to lose. Then when you're actually famous, people are like I was wasted with Fluffy. I was wasted with Jim. I get this now. It's like I can't go to a strip club because some cunt will fucking take a picture of me having a lap dance. It's like I feel like like with the amount of fame you get, the the fun goes down. It's a gilded cage, man. In public places, mm-hmm. in private. Come on. We have a wonderful time in our own houses. In our own house, yeah. Oh, the, the debauchery that goes on in my house. And then I give my kid back to her, my mother, and then I'm just lonely. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just you and your son. I, fucked up. Oh, I'll give it to me. I'm very funny. Now, so, so we talked about the torture. Wait, were we going to waterboard you or something like that in this piece? There was an idea for a while. We, we thought of an idea where you go, what if, and this is from one of our writers, one of our dumber writers, um, who's, who, me. Who, said, who said, what about if for the piece at the end we just waterboard Jim and see how it goes? 
What do you mean, see how it yeah. goes? There's some paperwork you have to sign first, Jim. No, that's, water like, that's like, oh, I should just have some gay sex and see how it goes. See how it goes. Maybe it's not so bad. The jokes write themselves. <laughs> yeah, like, it would have been entertaining to waterboard me, but I, I just, to this day, I still don't quite know what waterboarding is. It's like, so. You take the towel, put a towel uh, over someone's face, and then you just pour water onto it. And it yeah. basically, it, it simulates drowning. You put right. them, the, the thank, boarding, the thank God we didn't hang out too much while you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> there would have been tequila in that towel, bro. <laughs> I feel like someone has too much information. Old waterboarder glacius. <laughs> you go back to the house. He goes, this is why, this is why my fish are dying. <laughs> the tank's empty. So the board, the board is angled a little bit, like your head is at one end, and that head is angled a little bit down too. Yeah. And tilted. so, the, the the funny thing about this is like everyone during this confirmation hearing and Trump and all these people have said waterboarding is not that bad. It's not that bad. And it's like if it's not that bad, why are we doing it to try and get information? It should be bad. Like that's the whole point of it is it should be bad to get the information. Okay. Otherwise, like, it's not. Why does it yeah. has to be waterboarding? Why is waterboarding that? What is wrong? With just some pliers and taking some fingernails out. I you I would fucking talk, right? This isn't permanent, though. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, permanent. I think that the waterboarding, because there's no scarring. Yes. Yeah. You know, emotional. Yeah. Yeah, but, but there's nothing physically outside that goes, There's no we, permanent damage. We did yeah. nothing to you. Yeah, Look, yeah, you're exactly. dry now. Exactly. If, you, you could, if you're missing fingernails, you're going you to torture you. You just put my ex-girlfriend in a room with a guy and make him question his fucking self-beliefs for an hour. That will leave... <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Like, 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 what are you talking about? It's like, it's like the people of Guantanamo Bay, if they walk out with a hand that's been smashed up by a sledgehammer, we're not all of a sudden going to go, ooh, it's a bit rough in Guantanamo Bay. It's implied. Yeah. Right? So, okay, so give me, give me, okay, just make up the two of you, and I'll tell you who's one. The best form of torture. Off the top of your head, just simple torture. I would say stick something in the, like the, in your penis, in the hole of your penis, like that's something. that's uh, that's a gonorrhea test. I had one of them recently. No, but like way up into the penis. Oh, yeah, no. Like no, how no. far does your gonorrhea test go up in your penis? Not as far as I would have hoped. I think if uh, you touch, <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that means, but <laughs> in Australia, just, is that something different? Let's just put it this way: I didn't come. All right, Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel. Tie someone's hands behind their back, put them in a small closet, cover them with honey, and then let the ants out. All right, someone fucking yeah. came up with that yeah, a little bit. Like you've done that. Jesus. Hey, man. Jesus Christ. We'll call that the Iglesias. <laughs> and this is why you stopped drinking, right? This is an incident that happened at your house or something? Oh, else? man, that's, that's crazy dream. Um, so What's the, your torture? You didn't do your torture. Oh, my torture? I, I fucking... Head up the, de- up the tick is hard. Uh, no, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just pliers and nails... Right, that's very sadistic. That's very sadistic. There are some people though that thrive with pain. That that pain's not going to affect them. I mean, you got to do something more, yeah, more mental. They got some guy that was more mental. They got to, they got to do something like they start coming. Like there's some people you could torture if you just show them a video of you know you're hurting either Uh, their pets or hurting their their family or something like that. Oh, that would be bad. You know, yeah, hurting people's pets and family. That's not good. (laughs) I like that you put mental torture. I like that you put pets first. I don't have to. <laughs> so if like, like, my cat, I'd be like, bro, yeah, I'm going to show you my cell phone. You're not going to see a girl under. You're gonna, like, like, like if, so, if, if someone was to hurt your mother, right, that would be torture, right? That would of be course. Torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my mom, yeah. That would be, I'd be angry. And then, as you would say, I would slowly move 
towards that person and try to kill them. Yeah, no, it's, it's over Skype. They're miles away. You can't do anything. Uh, yeah. Now, it's, and then what if they hurt your dad? My, I mean, at first I'd have to recognize it. Yeah, my you're, dad. You're, like, you're, oh, yeah, it's my dad. That's your right. your first I, question <laughs> would be, are you sure that's my dad? Looks like him, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen it him. It could just be a shaved down bear. <laughs> I don't think I would even go to my dad's funeral. We talked about this. Let's not make it. We don't want to. Oh, no, that's really sad. You've had a horrible life. Anyway, next act. Act two. Phil Peace, Monarchy. What happens is now, I don't know when this podcast goes out. When does this podcast go out? Tomorrow. That's fine. So, Meghan Markle (laughs) is marrying Prince Harry. Now, Meghan Markle used to be one of the girls on um, Deal or No Deal who opened the briefcases. And now she is marrying a prince. You think she has it all, but she doesn't. The prince is ginger. So there's a lot of trade-offs in this world. <laughs> no one laughed at that. Nah. All right. So anyway, so she's gonna marry she's gonna she's gonna marry Prince uh, Harry, um, which is very exciting for people like my mother. My mother is a monarchist. Now this was something we said as a joke in the intro. By the way, do you know about her dad? What's going on with Meghan? I know Mar- about my mum's dad. It's my no, grandfather. No, no, no. Meghan Markle's dad. Like he's been like he just he lived in Mexico, I want to say, right? Was he in like, he's kind of like, which is okay, Gabriel. I hear it's a wonderful place. Don't listen to the bad things that Forrest is going to say. He lived in Mexico and probably drank the water and now he's dying. No, he's, I didn't say it like that. I was just saying he but was But like he, he got some dentist work for a very reasonable price. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was just picking up prescription drugs. He was down there. <laughs> I guess now he's changed his mind. He was going to walk her down the aisle. Then he wasn't. Now he is again. He was like, there were some doctored up photos that the press got a hold of him, of him like that went viral of him. It's just like, he's kind of like the shady. He's a bit of dead, he's a bit dead bitty, right? Yeah, yeah. He hasn't really been around there for her. And he's kind of like, mm. which is really... Normally, it's just like, whatever, everyone has one in their family. But this guy's going to be connected to the royal family now, and he's kind of like this character that would be in a sitcom. Oh, like, man. How good would it be if he gets all fucked up, and yeah. then just halfway down the aisle, he just yells at the queen, you don't know me! <laughs> There's a chance that could happen. Like, it's... it's 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 uh he, he he's a he's an interesting guy. That's you you got to think though that there's already family members like that that they just don't let you see. Yeah. He's the Roger Clinton. You know? yeah, yeah, there you go. They all got him. They got the Roger Clinton. They name some shitty family members. But in the royal it? family, who's who's it been in the royal family? I don't know. I'm not. I'm who's following. it been in the royal family? That's okay, shitty. so the royal family. Wait, who dressed to... up in the Nazi uniform? That, that Prince Harry. Oh, that's the one that's married. Okay, Prince Harry go. dressed yeah. up in a Nazi <laughs> outfit. At a fancy fucking, I'll tell you, and, and the friend of mine, Killian, I, I, in the, in the, I know a comedian in Britain, and you can check this story. His name's Aaron Barshak. Now, Aaron was a, he, he's a guy, right? But he's a comedian. He's a, he, was, he was an open mic guy, right? And after 9-11, Aaron, I don't even think he was Arab. He was just sort of brown skin from some other way. Anyway, so so Aaron. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So. No, but he could have been. I just he said could a guy been, lived in Mexico. You jumped no, 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 no. But he could have been a quarter Indian or something. Indian. I don't. Aaron Barshak. He probably was Arab, and so anyway, it doesn't matter. Barshak. So, yeah, Aaron Barshak. Now you can Google this. Now after nine eleven happened, Aaron's whole thing was that he decided that he was going to be the comedy terrorist, right? So what he did was he would dress as that's ballsy. He would dress as Bin Laden, right, in a dress. He would dress as Bin Laden, cross-dressing, and then during comedy performances, he would run on stage 
and push the other comedian out of the way and become a terrorist and just start doing comedy in the middle of other people's acts and go, I am the comedy terrorist. And then he's act, people t- tackle him. His act would run out fairly quick. Now, what happened was Prince William, so this is a long, I was living in Britain. This is, I'm going to say, 14 years ago. Prince William was turning 21. Mm-hmm. They're having his birthday at Windsor Castle, which is the castle that they're having the new wedding at. Normally they do it down at Buckingham Palace and Westminster Abbey, but they're having this one down in Windsor Castle. And so down in Windsor Castle, Prince William had a 21st birthday party, and the 21st birthday party was fancy dress, and it was like the, the theme was like natives and colonials, right? Like you can't be more of a posh cunt than that, right? You had to dress like you were conquering something or a native or something like that. Anyway, so Aaron stood out the front of Windsor Castle dressed as Bin Laden. So we got to talk. This is like 2005. In a, like pink, not, in a pink dress. In a pink dress. I'm reading it right now. Yeah, yeah in a pink dress. Also wearing. Oh, a, you already found it. I mean, yeah, also I wearing a massive merkin, like a big pubic hair wig. Yeah. And he was dancing around and lifting up his dress and that type of stuff, trying to get attention out the front of all these people going into the wedding. Anyway, uh, the, the birthday. So the birthday happens. And then they, they, they're going, oh, okay, so what's happening? So Aaron fucking was, had lost his bit of attention that he was trying to seek. So what he did was he crawled the fence and got into the courtyard. It says he scaled the walls he of scaled, the castle. He scaled the walls of the <laughs> castle. And then he found himself in the courtyard. Now, Aaron is actually a private school educated posh kid, right? And so he's in the courtyard dressed as Bin Laden. In a pink dress. In a pink dress <laughs> with a pubic hair merkin, right? And he's standing there and some security guy goes, what are you doing out here? And he goes, and he just acted posh. And he went, oh, I came out, because it was fancy dress. He goes, I came out here for some fresh air and I assumed to have gotten myself lost. And the security <laughs> guy laughed and got him through six security checkpoints and brought him. As Bin Laden. As dressed as <laughs> Bin Laden. In a dress. Got him into Prince William's. 21st birthday, and then Aaron's just standing there like, what the fuck, this is the closest, uh, like my yeah. stunt, my stunt's gone too far. I <laughs> he don't... doesn't even have a plan <laughs> Yeah, he, d- he didn't have a plan, right? He doesn't know anybody. He's he was already, there. he was planning for like, yeah. okay, I'm going to call somebody for bail. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just so looking at his cell phone because yeah. he like, doesn't have a tie. He's like, ah, oh, shit. So, so at this stage, William, the Queen's on stage, <laughs> Prince Charles is on stage, every royal member of the family are in there, and Prince William is giving his speech for his 21st birthday and then Aaron just goes this is my fucking shot right he runs up he steals the microphone from Prince William and goes I am the comedy terrorist (laughs) and starts trying to do his routine now the problem with Aaron is he's never been able to perform for over 40 seconds because someone always (laughs) tackles him at this stage at this stage uh, Prince William thinks that this is a joke that Harry's playing on him, and Aaron starts doing like four minutes of material. <laughs> Nobody stops him. No one stops him. Aaron runs out of fucking material before everyone goes, we don't know this cunt. <laughs> and then like some guy, like like the proper British yeah. royal family security, one of the guys in the big black fluffy fucking hats. Oh, they actually the- do something. Yeah. Very rarely, 
Maybe a beef eater. I don't know. <laughs> right? One of them tackles Aaron. And then this is what I love about Britain, right? He's in a castle. They throw him in a dungeon. <laughs> There's a dungeon in the castle, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. This, this castle's like 500 years old. There's a fucking dungeon. <laughs> right? So they throw him in a dungeon. This is the biggest news to happen in Britain forever. Like someone infiltrated the 21st birthday of Prince yeah. William. Now, uh, a few days later, there was a guy called Brendan Love. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Brendan Love a New Zealand comic who used to try to help uh, Aaron write jokes and stuff like that. So it all went into hiding. I went over and visited Brendan, and I'm like, "Fuck it!" I looked down, and Aaron's sleeping on the fucking couch. He's in hiding. They have to hide him because the whole media is trying to get him. Yeah. Now I will give Aaron this right. So he gets thrown in a dungeon, right? And the head of security comes down and he's fucking fuming. And he looks at Aaron and he goes, you're in so much fucking trouble. You don't know how much fucking trouble you're in. And then Aaron said, not as much as you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's yeah. true. He never got, it says he was not prosecuted. Never prosecuted. Yeah, yeah. They were too embarrassed. He got away with it. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. too embarrassed. They were too yeah. embarrassed. He did interviews for like 60 grand and he fucking, he lived his life. That but was him. his greatest moment right there. That was his greatest moment. And then he went to the Edinburgh Festival and he had a show and he sold out the whole run before people realized he has four minutes of material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, yeah, Edinburgh Festival is called Osama Likes It Hot. Co-written with Brendan. That's what you were saying? Yeah, Brendan Lovegrove. Brendan Lovegrove. Yeah. Uh, and then it also, I guess he's, he's, He's Jewish, is what it says, because you were saying before. That's why he was that weird. His father brand. died in the Holocaust. Oh, sad. Yeah, yeah. Or, I'm sorry. The rest of his fam father's family died in the Holocaust. Yeah, because his father was interviewed in the Holocaust. So that's <laughs> a, alive. That's an interesting little story. I don't know what Aaron Barshak's up to right now, <laughs> but 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 here's the deal. So we're talking about the monarchy. So there's going to be this wedding. Now my mother was a big, is still a big fan of the, the, the monarchy. To this day, if we were having Christmas in Australia, the Queen has a speech. And she has a Christmas speech, which all of the subjects... See, I'm not a Who has a Christmas speech? The queen or your mom? Uh, the queen. Okay. Right? Now, 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 when you're a subject of the crown, so you're, you're an American citizen, Christmas I'm a speech. subject, which is a different thing, right? When you're a subject of the crown, you're meant to watch a Christmas. You're meant to watch the queen's speech. Now, the queen's speech is a thing where the queen on Christmas Day just rocks out on TV... It just gives you a little bit of a review of the year because you haven't heard for a while. She goes, it's been an interesting year. And it's like when Diana died, we've been through hardship. And if there's a war, we all have to come together. It's just a speech. And so I, as a child, would have to watch this uh, lady give this speech because my mother would make everyone stop. So we had to watch the Queen. And then my mother would always finish with something like, oh, you can see the last year has been very hard on her. You can see it in her face that she's had a terrible time. So, 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 what happens is if you live in Australia or anywhere in the Commonwealth, um, the Queen will visit, and she's still on Australian money, you know. So, the Queen would visit Australia, say, once every three years. But in the intermittent years, you'd get like a Charles, maybe Edward would show up. Someone would come Rep, every reps. Yeah. yeah, someone would come every year. You'd get one tour from a royal every year, right? So what would happen is if any member of the royal family uh, came to Australia, my mother would pull me out of school and make me stand on the side of the road holding a posy of flowers right up until I was 27, 
Uh, no, like when I was a kid, I'd have to stand on the side of the road and as the royal family walked by, I would have to hold the flowers out in the hope that maybe the queen... Now, the queen would normally pick out like three or four bunches of flowers or one of her carers would take it and the, you know, the flowers... She would walk are... up to people and grab flowers? Aren't they worried she, about her, like, getting killed or something like that? No, no, no. There, there, there was uh, Secret Service people around yeah. her all, all, all the time, you know. But so so what would happen is you'd hand them, and then I tried it again with Diana when I was a kid. and all that So we made a joke about how my mother would do it. Now, I'm not a monarchist. I think the monarchy is stupid. I'm also a big fan of Australia becoming a republic, which I know many people who listen to my podcast give zero fucks about. But for me, it was a big deal because we are always part of the Commonwealth, and I wish we could become republic in the same way that canada did but for whatever fucking reason there's a lot of people in australia who dig the fucking queen i think it's an antiquated old-fashioned thing to have a royal family to have somebody who has a lineage that we have to watch these people and they're born and my mother i'm okay i don't say this lightly but i assume when george was born the little baby that my mother flicked her bean so much she probably rubbed the fucking thing off right <laughs> She loves. Has her to the baby? Oh. Yeah. I was taken out of school. I was taken out I of school. I love that he called it a bean. I remember, I remember when Prince William was born. I was taken out of school because my mother thought that I should watch it because Diana will walk out with a baby. Uh, so it was, it was a big deal. Prince William, Prince Harry being born. Well, it was a big deal. In my, my, the, the biggest thing you could do to upset my mother was we had a Betamax video player and her most precious item in the house was a Betamax tape that said uh, Chuck and Dyer's wedding, right? Yeah. And so me and my brothers would do this. I've accidentally recorded over the wedding. And then you watch my, my mum cry and she'd be like, oh, but I pulled the lugs out. We put tape over it. We didn't know what was happening. Right? So so the royal family was such a... Does she still have that tape? Oh! Uh, she watches it? It's, am, it's amazing the bean's still attached. Uh, are, you talking, are you talking about her tape? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my mother will put one leg over that lazy boy recliner oh and fucking squirt across the room at the fucking the royal... This is, this is Gunto we're talking about. Yeah, you could, she, she'll have a big cum for Prince and Child, but the Fergie wedding's just a little squirt. Anyway, so... What about this wedding? Jack. What so, about this wedding? Oh, this wedding's going to be a big one. She, You know what she rang me up after? I remember when uh, William and what's the bird he's married? Megan. Not Megan. The one before. Kate. Oh, I, don't, I don't know anybody. Kate Middleton. When uh, that happened. Kate, I'm sorry. When that happened, my mother went, it was so romantic when they drove around at the front of the palace in an Aston Martin. It was the thing of fairy tales. Anyway, so... So anyway, Does your mom so, listen to this podcast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> she, <laughs> she watches did, the show. I know. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't listen when I talk to her. Anyway, so 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 what happened? That's, so, a, that's a good segue into parenting. So so what happened was we we Act three we we were we were we were in Britain. Now, what people don't know is I did a tour of the that's UK. Not. I did a tour of Europe. In January, me and Forrest were there, and we recorded maybe 10 field pieces. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we did a field piece about the Irish abortion thing where Forrest played a parody on John Candy's character from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. And uh, annoyed the, the annoyed the uh, you annoyed the guy that was like the Justin anti Barrett. Justin Barrett, who was the who was the anti abortion guy. The guy would say baby killers, baby killers, baby killers. Yeah. Anyway, so so like as soon as his interview finished, 
what we did was we just brought in a whole lot of uh, royal, what they call royal correspondents. There's people in Britain uh, who they're- How in- do they make money? I was watching the field piece. I'm like, how do these people make money? They make like, money who- because their job is to be, it's it's like working on entertainment tonight and you're yeah. reporting on- They got to they know anything and everything about the family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so their job is, their, their, their gig is just fucking what's going on with the royals. The yeah. royal watch. Like yeah. Hyper-focused hyper TMZ. Yeah, yeah it's, I yeah. guess it's just in our country. Um, yeah, it's the shit, same man. as being an entertainment tonight reporter, but you're only reporting on one family, right? And so so these people, they're very posh, and we went and talked to them, and the thing was weird. I think the most sort of charming bit of the video was the fact that I kept on shoving my face full of food, Yeah, and I, I would like to tell everyone that wasn't a bit. I was just really hungry because I've been hanging out with Justin Barrett all day. Yeah, and, and he, then, we, we, we flew from Dublin to London, then you were getting ready for Justin. I was in the car with Justin. We brought him there. You did the interview. We cleared the whole room out and then made it look like the high tea and shit. And then you you just hadn't eaten. But it came. That was really funny because it's like these people are so prim and proper. Yeah, they're like have their medals and their suits and there's like. Yeah, I was eating. There was like a little Spanakopita thing. It was like. I love that he offered you a napkin and you were just like, I'm good. (laughs) What do I need a napkin for? Hey, 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 Jack, go break um, Fluffy's sobriety. And just put some things in front of him until he cracks. How you doing, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> He's a jack of no trades. Anyway, so... Oh, my God. Oh, everyone... Oh, for Jack. Come everyone on. felt for Jack There's there. people in other countries that know Jack's name because of this podcast. Yeah. Don't offer him. More <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we did a thing on the monarchy. It was kind of nice. We talked about the, the the new wedding and all that type of stuff. It was a fun little piece. That was funny. Yeah. I good. thought it was funny. I, I, yeah. I remember doing it thinking I didn't I didn't record anything that I thought would be any good, yeah. and then it came out kind of cool. Okay, so the next thing is free-range parenting. Now, what happens with the free-range parenting is- Can, wait, in, can, can I ask, though, like when you were doing the piece, like, you know, they're very, very serious. They take what they do super, super serious. I mean, I see the little the little metal. I see just the, the demeanor, and you're just like, you're, you're hanging out. Was there a point where well, they're yeah. like- where they questioned your sincerity. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. okay. You know what the weird thing is? If you as an American went and did that, they would have like been trying to teach you and trying to like, oh, no, the royal. But as an Australian, and this is, as a white guy, I won't, I'm not going to say to you that I've ever really experienced racism or anything like that in my life. But there has been moments in Britain as an Australian because I am basically their convict stock mm-hmm. where they do slightly look down on Australians. We're meant to be doing menial jobs like bartending and stuff like that. So the only time in my life where I can I can truly say that I've experienced a prejudice that fucking made my blood boil was in Britain. So I was hitting on a girl. I was at Oxford University doing a gig and I was hitting on a girl. She seemed to like me. And then a really posh fucking ra. Now, ra's are what they call posh English kids because they talk like this. Ra, 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 No, that's what they called ra's, right? Anyway, so this fucking ra walks up to this girl and goes, hey, come on, Mandy, let's go to the other party. Like that. And she goes, actually, I'm pretty happy talking to this guy. And this guy went, what, you're going to keep talking to this convict? Wow. And then my blood, and now I know what it's like when a black person hears the N word. My blood actually boiled, and I went, all right, cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I it was did. like Goodwill Hunting, except you weren't smart. 
You don't know what mathematical equations <laughs> that I actually did on a fucking mirror before and then this you story. Were like, you went up to I the window and you're like, you oh, like apples? I didn't. I, I didn't. don't know what apples are. I'm game. That was the end of the whole. <laughs> if you didn't know so much about me, Forrest, I'd be lying right now and making you feel bad. <laughs> well, you still make me feel bad. Right. So being called convict really yeah. boiled that was the only, That was the only time. That was the only time that I actually felt like, whoa. Because it is that thing that, that if you come to, we're a penal colony. We, we were their, their, their throwouts that were yeah. sent to another country. So there, there is a little bit of that. Yeah, but you guys got a better country. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like the weather oh, is better. The people are no cool. Yeah, no one's the saying, people are really cool. Yeah, yeah, no one's saying that the British did a good move. Yeah, They're yeah. like, hey, look at this man who stole a loaf of bread. Yeah. Let's move him to Bond. Die, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sydney is like is like one of the most beautiful cities oh, in the world. Yeah, you know? like can you imagine when that the fucking the friend. first white people fucking sailed a boat into Sydney Harbour and they saw the bridge in the Opera House? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, like it must yeah. have been amazing for them. I should have committed a crime this place sooner. Is great. <laughs> They were like, they were, they, were, right. they were in their boats going, "What opera should we put on first? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's already bridge. Do you know? Do you know what? Because the Aboriginals are always saying that. Do you know? Like my favorite beach in Sydney is Manly. A lot of people like Bondi Beach, but this Manly Beach is sort of the, the, the beach that I like. Which is sort of Sydney's second beach. There's a lot of other ones, Mona Vale, Narrabeen, whatever. Manly Beach, and I, I, this is a fun little story. Manly Beach. Is called Manly Beach because when the first fleet came in and Captain Cook, who incidentally died up in Hawaii, he was like a person who found all these parts of the found, you know, yeah, found all these parts of the world. Uh, he found found them. Yeah. He was like, there's found people them. here. Yeah, yeah yes. It's yeah. like how I found a car in the car park. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so anyway, so he, he was actually killed off in Hawaii. Like I thought he was like a, a, a bad god or some shit. I don't know. It's something to do with spam. Anyway, so 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 Captain Cook, Captain Cook came in to Sydney Harbour and he went by Manly Beach and there was just like a whole lot of Aboriginals standing there with spears, right? And then he said the sentence. Welcoming committee. You know what he said? He went. Don't they all look manly? <laughs> that's where it comes from. That's, that's why, that's why, that's why it's called Manly Beach. That's why it's called Manly Beach because all the tough guy Aboriginals. Now I always say you've been there. you've been to Australia, I know, right? The, yeah, the, I, I, I want to say that I've been to Manly Beach. I didn't know the uh, origin of the yeah Manly Beach the name. Well, I always think that like how just think of this, just think of this, right? So you're an Aboriginal, right, in Australia, two hundred and maybe thirty years ago now. 230, that's exactly right, yeah. So 230 years ago, you're an Aboriginal. You're, at that stage, one of the more primitive races in the world. You're still hunters and gatherers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then you see a boat. Do you know what that, it's the equivalent of? Us seeing a UFO. They had never had a flotation device. Can you imagine just staying there and seeing? It's, it's, it's equivalent of 12 UFOs just fucking hovering and over. Seeing the, white people. Yeah. A different race, alien species, and fucking UFO. It's, it's the equivalent of that. It's fucking mind blowing. That yeah, that white actually, people would be weirder than the boat, I feel like. And, you know, no, the boat would have been. But the Aboriginals weird. didn't have boats back then? They didn't make like kayaks no, and stuff? Nope. Nope. Yeah, 1770, it says here. 1778. Wait. 
trespassers visit Australia's northern coast in 1720. Okay, what uh, happened was, what happened was... The, we're getting the, way off track. Anyway, the, act the, three. The, Let's the, get into that. The, the, we got to finish Dutch, the podcast. The Dutch actually discovered Australia before Parenting. the English did, but the Dutch landed on Parenting. the... The Dutch landed on the west coast, and they, land, and they, and they, they <laughs> arrived at the desert, and Governor they actually walked out, and they went, this place is Utah. shit. Hmm. All right, fucking hell, Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we uh, can do this. You can do your TED Talk on Australia if you want, or we can wrap it up. I'm learning a lot. Can I just say that? Yeah, I am learning yeah, quite yeah, a yeah. bit. You look very angry, and, and I'm okay. getting I'm getting dumber by the minute. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, so Act 3, yeah. free-range parenting. Now, what happened in Utah was they've just signed a bill into law which says that people can't be arrested for things like their children playing alone in their front yard because what's happened in our society at the moment is – now, I, I'm as guilty as this. I, if I go to a gas station, which is weird because I have a Tesla, but if I go to a gas station with my – son and I just leave him in the car while I go in to get some gum or something, I can be arrested for that. Sure. That's yeah. a thing that I can Child be. neglect. Yeah, but I can see him. He's only 20 meters away. You know what I mean? So what's happened is there's silly things. Now, I don't know about... The, the laws have become so restrictive now for parents. It used to be I'm sure like you, I, I know for you but I'm sure like when you are growing up it was just kind of like all right, come back in six it was hours. Like, it was like yeah. keep the car running because it's hard to start it up again because yeah. we had to you know, pop the clutch and just Mijo, keep the car running. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Five years old sitting in the car. Yeah, I but remember. I even remember. Like when, when you went to play, like your parents didn't look at you the whole time. They're just like, no, I would, yeah. leave, I would leave the house, walk a couple blocks to the park. No yeah, cell phone, was, nothing. When like, I was oh, five, yeah, yeah. I would walk down to my friend's house. When I was five, there was no, no when my son's age now, I would walk yeah. maybe a quarter of a mile to my friend's house. There's no phone, and they'll just bash on their window until they let me in. Yeah, I would be gone for like six, seven hours on my bike or my skateboard, and my mom would just hope I wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah, but so all, also, also, I don't know what you looked like as a child, but I'm assuming you were unmolestable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nah, I mean, I was thinner, so I had the same tits. But, you know, I Jim, okay. everybody, everybody I has a type. I apologize, Forrest. Everybody has a type. You were super molestable. Yeah. I had long hair. I looked like a girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what I'm all about. Anyway, so, 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 so what what would happen is so you got kids doing different things now. It's like my kid doesn't want to. He doesn't. He's programmed now that he doesn't want to go outside by himself and stuff like that. He sees the world as being dangerous. I wouldn't say you're a helicopter parent. I'm not. A, I'm not a helicopter. I'm more of a hoverboard parent. I like to cut the little cunt's legs off occasionally. But you have kids, Gabriel, right? There. I got a twenty year old. Twenty. Oh, mm -hmm. so he's, he's okay, but he's. Yeah, I don't when know he where he's younger. At. I yeah, have yeah. no idea where he's at. <laughs> but that's fine when he's twenty. But I'm saying when he was younger, you did you care? Or did you? Did, were he, you like he wouldn't really take off a whole lot, you know. I mean, and when he would, uh, it was just one of those like, all right, well, you know, uh, we got cell phones now. Hey, you know, check yeah, in. Get, yeah. You know, let me know where you're going. Yeah, you're gonna get Hank a cell phone, right? It's gonna happen soon. Oh, look, I haven't got Hank a cell phone. Not yet. I'm just saying, but it's gonna happen. He's fine. Hank, like, Hank has to learn his numbers before he gets a fucking cell phone. <laughs> What I'm saying is, my son's slow, man. You've met him. But I, I don't know if he's <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Look, when he, when he can download his podcast, he'll be old enough to know that I'm joking. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that you're going to need to tell him you're joking about, but every special. Hey, Hank, don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Oh and don't God. watch any of your mother's early movie work. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of landmines oh, for man. him out yeah. there. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> just really like that hey. may be one of the funniest and regrettable things I've ever said. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we were talking about free range parenting and all this type of stuff, and it's like I, I fess up that I'm as guilty as anyone of being a little bit overprotective of my child. Um, and then there was like we found out there was like parks in. Britain. I don't know how true They're this called is. called Adventureland Parks. Adventureland, where you can just fucking hit right. shit with, yeah. with, with uh, sledgehammers and burn there, there, shit. There's, there's a couple in the States now, too. Basically, they're they're reintroducing risk to children because now all the playgrounds are like... Super safe. Yeah, they're like all foam or like rounded corners and you can't... No more sheet metal slides. get injured and they don't have sandboxes anymore because they're worried that kids might dig up like glass or dog shit or something like that, you know? So they have introduced these parks where there's like Basically, they're they're dangerous. Again. It's like an outdoor Chuck E. Cheese. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Tell me about you go. They might dig up glass or dog shit. Yeah, well, that was dog shit's not dangerous. It's just inconvenient. Parents don't want kids playing with dog <laughs> shit. Is what I'm saying. That's why they got rid. So these parks, they'll they'll have like tools, like saws and drills. They can build stuff, which is dangerous. They have, and then and the one clip we had, they were banging on. Uh, breaking up boards with a sledgehammer and lighting on a fire and there's supervisors there that make sure things don't get out of control but they don't tell them what to do so it's like they're just lighting fires and stepping on nails and stuff but it but what the the idea is is that um it it allows kids to like be make decisions for themselves become more independent learn how to work in groups things like that instead of just being coddled you know yeah but but it's extreme it's it's extreme it is extreme Anyway, to summarize, um, the result that we learnt from the whole thing was nothing. <laughs> normally, normally, like when we do a piece, at the end we go, oh, I've learnt A, B, C, and D, but then... We, I wouldn't you know, say nothing. I think your idea was, hey, don't you don't have to be involved in every single uh, decision, like everything, every second of their life, but also... Let him have a little bit of freedom. That's kind of what we said. Just like kind of not be an insane person. That's what you said. And that brings us through to Act Four because we had look look. These I like how you were like giving the history of yeah. Australia, and now you're just like parenting back to was the like what, two minutes. Yeah, parenting <laughs> done with that. Uh, Stay in the Tesla. Uh, I I need to piss. <laughs> Oh, I've got really? two minutes left in this sure podcast. Captain Cook's fucking biography again. Let's <laughs> go back to that. Jack, get me, get me, a, get me a drink. And if you can, just, I'm there with you though. Can you get? <laughs> you so, want to pause it? Can you get? Can you get something for Forrest, which is nasty, like a cup of acid or something? Oh, you just want to throw it on my face? No, I'm not going. It's not like we dated. Anyway, so. Um, so yeah, but I, th- I do think we wrapped it up okay. Where you're just kind of like being, just be normal. You don't have to be in extremes for the parents. Yeah, yeah. just just uh, as, as with all of our pieces, do your best. <laughs> anyway, so so act four, uh, diaper consent. What the fuck does that mean for us? Nappy okay. consent. Nappy consent. Yeah, it's nappy. nappy. The lady, like, the lady with that the pink is hair. definitely a word that's different in Australia. That's she's, nappies. Go, she's gone viral. And diaper, yeah. You've seen that before? Yeah, it's like, I I saw, a, saw the, the like when you hear that racist term, like they're nappy-headed whatever, yeah. I always thought it was like a diaper-headed person. What does nappy-head mean? Well, it was... It was like a radio DJ, that guy who got in trouble for saying Don it. Don Imus. What, what, what is the word? Is like, I'm assuming it's racist. It's against black people. He was what, making a reference to the uh, girls' basketball team at Rutgers University years ago. Yes, yeah. but the term nappy-headed... called them nappy-headed hoes. But yes. what does nappy-headed mean? Does that mean... Curly headed. Like he, he was referring to to their hair. 
is what he was saying. Yeah, but what does, what does, why is the term nappy derogatory? I'm just trying to learn. Why, well, why? They call them nappy-headed hoes, first of all, is what he called yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, the, okay. There's things I understand. I understand not, why hose is derogatory. I, I can't tell you what's derogatory. Even, I know in my head off, that it's not a good yeah. thing. Like, just being, live, growing up in America, and I was like, that's not a good way to address somebody. But, but even if he cut off nappy-headed, he would have just called them hoes. I think it's like a, it's probably a first, it's probably like a term that was used back in, I don't know. No, it's not good, but I thought you, I thought I would, Know what that word meant? It has obviously have a different meaning. Different, different meaning. Yeah, but the origin of it, I don't know. But it's not good. I don't think so. He also said some other things. Anyway, just to summarize, so there was a lady. <laughs> Why are we summarizing on that? We're just like bumbling over nappy head. It's like Jesus. <laughs> anyway, had so, to do with the lady that. So said basically, that... in that piece, there was a sexuality expert in Australia, your country. That said, uh, you have to get consent from a baby before you can change their diaper. And even though they can't talk, they'll make eye contact and let you know. She was a very muscular woman. There's a beach named after her. She had purple, <laughs> <laughs> she had purple hair, too. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so uh, she was a sexuality expert. Like, how the fuck do you get that job? How all of a sudden are you an you expert? make it up. Is there like a course? Expert. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. a pie expert. I've eaten a lot of pies. Exactly. You're ready to go. Go on the talk shows. Um, so what happened was she was saying that when uh, babies get their diapers changed, the parent needs to get consent first. Take a beat, look at your baby, make eye contact, and then move in. To See, clean this, this shit. To teach this is, the babies to be more empowered. Okay, guess, that's, yeah, that's yeah. fine. So the, the baby can look at you and sort of go, rah, rah, rah. okay, okay, spanner works, right? What happens if your baby has cerebral palsy and can't make eye contact or hand gestures? What if your baby's blind? Oh, well, no one cares about the blind. Oh, okay. Good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hey, I mean... Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because this is a medium you would do enjoy. Uh, <laughs> we do care about you. I'm sure that you blind people enjoy this podcast more than the show's. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't want to make fun of deaf people on the podcast. That's you know, Oh, that. yeah, the deaf. Fuck me. Yeah, you're they can't a useless listen. bunch of cunts. Unless they get it in Braille. Who's going to listen to a podcast? Is there, is there, how do the deaf listen to this podcast? What are they I doing? don't know. We really need to investigate that. We're missing hmm. out on a huge chunk of I, I did sign language, a beautiful thing that you'll never see. There's probably, did you just sign? <laughs> there's probably like some sort of uh, machine. Nobody knows to... the level of sign language that I have. What did you just do in a sign? Anyway, just summarize. <laughs> I love how the beginning of the podcast is a lot of Gus, and then the, you you say to summarize like five times near the end of it. Really, I think it's because you got to pee. Podcast yeah, for the deaf. Listen on Stitcher Radio. I guess there's something. That, uh, to summarize, what happened was: Are you done? Th now? This lady Wait. wants to say that there's people who need. You don't have to summarize this thing up if you don't want to. We done. Yeah, we can be done. You don't have to. It's an act four. You'd have to really delve right, into right, it. Right, right, right. There's a woman. She's an idiot. We said you don't have to fuck We have to really get in. So we solved that problem by saying, shut up. I'd like to say to everyone who listens to the podcast, thank you. What about our guests? Um, I'm about to thank Gabriel. To everybody who listens to the podcast, thank you. Without you, I could have my afternoon off, but you keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. 
The Gabriel, I love you. You're one of the greatest comedians in the world. You've Thank always you been too. a big supporter of me. I'm a big Huge supporter, supporter of you. I have to go for a piss, brother. Uh, I'll see you there. All right. Hey. <laughs> Good night, Thank Australia. You really love. Thanks for being on, Gabriel. Uh, I will say real quick before we go, as always, if there's a topic you want us to talk about, tweet to us at Jeffrey Show. Please subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch up on the latest episodes of The Daily Show by listening to The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Trevor Noah and the world's fakest news team tackle the biggest story in news, politics, and pop culture. It's like The Daily Show, but for your ears only. Studies show ears are great for listening, and who are we to deny science? Tune into The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition, for highlights and extended interviews. Available Tuesday through Friday mornings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your ears on a podcast. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.